Welcome back, everybody, to Seeking Spirit, the podcast. It's me, Sheila Say, and I'm super, super pumped today. My daughter, Sophia, is here. Last week, we talked about spiritual awakenings, and this week, we're going to talk about my personal story, how the hell I actually ended up here, and what happened in the process. You're going to hear all about it through my daughter's eyes as she uh, talks about mom's awakening, Um, everything from magic mushrooms to calling psychics and channeling and all kinds of cool shit. So hang in there. We're about to dive in. Well, hello, beautiful people of the podcast world. We're back. It's my second one. I think this is good. I hope you're having a peaceful day. That's a good thing to be peaceful. So today's episode is all about my personal awakening, the greatest hits edition. And here to walk us through is none other than my daughter, Miss Sophie Say. Hello, hello. There she is. That's my baby. She's the one that pushed my ass over the cliff, over the, (laughs) just over the spiritual cliff. So I want to real quickly um, give no introduction to my awakening would be complete without an introduction into hers as well. Okay. So real quick, I know you're going to hate this, Sophie, but let me (laughs) give her a proper intro. All right. Not only are you my daughter, but already such a great inspiration for lots of people on what it looks like to follow your soul and how doing that has led you into so many amazing opportunities and projects. And I'm so proud to say that at 21 years old, Sophie was nominated by the Academy of Arts and Sciences, which is the Emmys, for those of you that don't know, (laughs) for a short film documentary she made called Finding Your Flow, What is Flow Arts? Um, and you can find that on her YouTube channel, which we'll plug later, as, <laughs> as well as being a multi-talented entrepreneur. She has a, a, a herbal tea company called Soul Flow Herbal Tea Company, which makes herbal products for health and wellness. And mm-hmm. she's also founder of Soph Spins, a performance arts co-op where she performs the hoop of fire and more <laughs> at corporate events, music festivals, and it's all related to that same flow arts community that we were that she made her move her documentary about. And if all of those things aren't keeping her busy, she also has her own photography business, Sophie Say Photography. So needless to say, there's no doubt that this young lady is here to make her mark in the world. Mm -hmm. So welcome to you, my boo. What up? What up? (laughs) Thank you for that. uh, Very beautiful. Did you like that? That I loved it. I loved it. Well, I was in awe as I was sitting there putting all this together. I was like, holy shit. (laughs) It is a lot when you put it like that. (laughs) It is. And so that, and seeing that great so that you can look, you can, anytime you're feeling like shit about yourself. Right. Just turn mom, just turn mom on. She'll make you right. feel better. <laughs> no, but I'm so glad that you're here because doing this last week, doing my first episode about spiritual awakenings, I I was like, you know what? We're going to do an episode where I talk to my daughter because I want you all, I want everybody to kind of get like an inside view of what it right. looks like to go like, to, you know, I went through the steps. This is what it looks like, but let's talk about what it actually looks like. And no, no one has a better perspective mm-hmm. than you. Right. 
of what happened when yeah, I started I like, saw like it all going. firsthand. <laughs> right. Now, I think for me, it started probably, it's been about two years, I think, from the, you know, the yeah, initial like the little real, seeds like, that were planted. Yeah. Full transformation. So, I mean, think about that, though. I mean, two years is nothing, you know, in in terms of, I mean, for me, I feel like the two year ago me is a completely different person than now. For sure. So, okay. But now, so that was when it was for me. But I think, I don't know, what would you say? When do you feel like you, there was something that happened in you where you're like, I just don't feel like I believe the same things that mom and dad are trying. Honestly, it goes back, I would say like on first hand thinking about it, college is definitely when I Mm -hmm. like really transformed and, and knew what my beliefs were, like started to like actually find out what I believed in. But Mm -hmm. I think the first part of me like really questioning the beliefs I grew up on were definitely yeah. in high school, like my yeah. junior, senior year of high school. But even even further back than that, I just remember being young thinking, like, there's no way I'm going to go Well, you were hell. always <laughs> – this is so funny because, <laughs> you know, you were the fourth child, right? Mm-hmm. So – and you were kind of like that little, oh, gosh. The first three came so fast, we were like, holy shit, what just happened? And then right. um, I had this um, – oh, my gosh, Yes. Think about this. Okay. So <laughs> I, I mean, when I say Sophie was p- part of my awakening, it goes back to literally before she was born. Mm-hmm. So real quickly, I'm going to set the stage. We had three <laughs> kids. We were, my husband worked, um, let's see at the time. Oh, he worked at uh, the university of Cincinnati. Um, he was doing, you know, just starting out there. And I so he was, that. Yeah, he was working at UC. He worked for their foundation, their fundraising foundation. But anyway, Dope. so anyway, <laughs> so yeah, so he was working there. I stayed at home taking care of three kids, and then, um, you know, Susie Homemaker, and mm-hmm. you know, have a good. You know, we were poor. We were poor. You know, m- you know, just making th- ends meet. And one day, I came to him, and I was like, "I, we have to have another baby." And I think Nick, which was my third, was around 18 months at the time. And he just looked at me like insane woman. And I Mm. just had this fire in my gut, like, you know, a fire in my gut for knowing that I had to have a baby. And I told him, I was like, it's going to be a girl. I just knew it. I don't know how I knew it. I just knew you were going to be a girl. I kept telling him, I was like, well, we have two boys and one girl and we need another girl. And he's like, well, it doesn't work that way. You can't just put your order in. And I was like, I don't know how it's going to work, but I'm telling you, we need to have another baby. It's going to be a girl. I knew your name. I don't know how I knew your name. I just mm-hmm. woke up one day and I was like, I love the name Catherine Sophia Grace. I wanted you to have this princess name. And mm-hmm. I just thought that would be fantastic. So anyway, so of course you were born and yeah, you were a girl. And then not only that, but so different from the rest of them. So different. You know, my <laughs> other kids were, you were just this little, uh, you came out with a full head of hair, like down in your eyeballs. Like you <laughs> We called you one of the Beatles. You looked like one of the Beatles. And um, because you just had this mop of black hair and it was just the greatest thing ever. And then you, we fed you all. I was going through this period of time where I was 
making homemade baby food and you wore cloth diapers. Like, I mean, old school cloth diapers little with safety baby. pins and <laughs> plastic pants. And that was our lifestyle. And it just made sense. I don't know. I never did that with any of the other kids, but I did it with you. And there's this relation. I don't know. It just, it's fascinating to me how we right. are who we are, even when we're babies, you know? Yeah, for real. Like I'm the hippie child and I was the hippie baby. Like, <laughs> You were, you were. I mean, even in high school, though, you, it kind of followed you, you know? Right. You, and that's what I was saying with like, when I feel like my awakening really, really started was like a junior and senior in high school. I used to like the type of music I started listening to, like I started listening to stuff that was like about like positive intention and like positive thinking and just like, I don't know, more that kind of style of stuff. I would doodle mushrooms yeah. and doodle like trippy stuff in my journal, even though I didn't like, I had never done that yet, but yeah. <laughs> I right. was just drawn to I mean, you had that. older siblings too. I feel like that kind mm-hmm. of probably, you know, influenced you a little bit with music and stuff Definitely. like that. But that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like that, at that point, I feel like that's when I started to find my own thing because I always yeah. like listened to what Corey listened to specifically. <laughs> like I that's always her older brother. Yeah, mm-hmm. I always felt like I like my style was very, very much influenced by like his taste. But yeah. then I felt like Fallout Boy. And- yeah, and like <laughs> dance, one dance, and like all yeah. that stuff. But then like that's when I first started to find like my own artists that like I specifically liked. And I remember asking he would him flame one time, you, I think too. <laughs> yeah, I remember one time I was like, "Do you know Tame Impala?" And like Tame Impala is known for like their music is psychedelic, okay. modern psychedelic music. And yeah. I remember he, like, laughed. And, like, I was like, what do you mean? It's so good. Like, I was yeah. just, like, felt some type of yes. way because he thought that it was, like, I don't know. It was just and it made first, finally my feel, own yeah. discovery. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. And in comes the trauma. <laughs> <laughs> I'm weak. No, I'm teasing. No, but. but yeah, yeah. But, yeah, definitely those years um, I kind of was starting to find my own sense of being. Because before that I feel like I was – I went through so many phases. I was like the cheerleader, like listen to mainstream mm-hmm. music. And then I went through mm-hmm. a country phase and I went through an oh, yeah. emo phase. And like, I just, I, was I love always... that though. I Me love too. that Me about, too. I love that about people and especially young people, you know, that they have this period of time where they're trying on personalities and it just, right. it's fabulous. It's and although, awesome. although I've came to a point where my style and my being is generally this one thing mm-hmm. I'm I still have all those parts of me you know Hell like yeah. I, st- right. I still listen to country music sometimes I still listen to I, yeah. I go all over the place I call yeah. myself a chameleon soul <laughs> yes you are for sure absolutely now you went to okay so when you were in high school you started right before you were going to college I remember that you were working at uh, this restaurant and you met the, a couple of people that I that have been pretty significant I think and you're development and then you that one of the girls that you met where you were working was at Mm -hmm. college was going to Ohio University and I think that and then of course your father graduated from there so yeah I'm going to OU yeah and And that was just a natural thing and I think I was really drawn to OU because I had talked to Sam which is the girl I worked with Mm -hmm. um but we weren't really even that we didn't really even become friends because of our serving job we working, really yeah. became we just knew each other from both working there but then like oh, I, I knew, thought you guys were friends before I mean we like hung out a few kinda, times but yeah. um but then at OU 
I like knew that she went to festivals and I knew that mm-hmm. she was like into the same stuff that I was into. So I, th- I think that that was a big push for me to go to OU because I knew well, we'd become friends. Well, do you think friends. that that was something that was meant to be? I mean, oh, come on, let's oh, look at 100%. it. hundred percent. Yeah, let's dive that. into that. Let's dive yeah. into that here. So like, yeah, going to OU That's and That's how being, a spiritual awakening is. Being, things happen in your life that there could, I mean, it's when you look back on it, you're like, oh my God, that was like a door opening. That was and honestly, like looking back, thinking back on it now, that really wasn't even in my mind at the time. I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to go be friends with Sam because I want to go to festivals and become Mm -hmm. this new person. Mm -hmm. I like that was just a side thing. I was like, oh, she's cool. Like, I'm sure we'll become friends. But Mm -hmm. I really wanted to go to OU because it was the biggest party school. I, (laughs) you know, like I was like, that's my kid. Yeah, I was not like when I say I be that was the beginning of my awakening. I didn't Mm -hmm. know what I was experiencing yet. I didn't Mm -hmm. know any of that until I was at OU until I I, had my time of going out. And then I was like, what the hell am I doing? Like I'm over this. I want to dive deeper into why I'm on this planet. (laughs) Right. And that's what I did. And I started hanging out with Sam and like, we'd have a lot of deep conversations about stuff and it would just, I started dabbling in more psychedelics. Yeah. And I remember that, you know, when you went, I kept telling you, you know what? I think you should get a single. I think you should not have a room. Yeah. Because something just told me. And I feel like that, well, it kind of ended up that way anyway, because you and your roommate were never in the same, you know, were never, she was always doing something else. She was always somewhere. If they were in our dorm, I was always at Sam's apartment, which that was a big thing. I feel like you wanted to, I feel like you went through this period where you really felt uncomfortable Mm-hmm. in that same role that you'd always been in and you did yeah because like I'm still fun like I can still go out and have fun but I was just at a point that I was like I've been doing this since my freaking sophomore year of high school like I'm over it I feel like I have more potential to rather than just going out and getting drunk all the time and once I found someone that liked to do other things it made that like way easier for me um, having someone that was on the same wavelength as me just made it a lot easier to be who I really was supposed to start being. Yeah, you. I mean, right. And that was meant to be. So she she was like a breath of fresh air, I think. You just kind of, ter- you started getting interested in things um, that you'd never been interested in before. Now you started doing something with your flow arts though before you left for college and I think she was into it too and that's what drew you both together. Yeah definitely that's like how we hung out the first time yeah. like, was that we started hooping together and she would teach me stuff and it just hooping. felt good. Hooping! <laughs> <laughs> it just felt good to have someone that like I felt like like, I love the, my roommate that I had mm-hmm. at OU. Yeah. Like, we're still right. cool. But, like, she just sure. definitely just doesn't really get, like, hooping and stuff like that. Not so at all. It was and refreshing. Okay. Right. Yeah. But it was refreshing to have someone that was, like, yeah. into that, too. Totally. But. And that has led you, like I said in your intro, the things and the choices that you've made, you know, and you've been this free spirit just following your heart, you know. Right. That's the, that's the thing that I feel like really gets accentuated during an awakening is that you have this call to follow what your soul is calling you to do. And it sounds so dramatic. But. No, but that is like my whole like yeah. realization that I had is that especially being at OU for business I kind of yeah. had a revelation, like, why am I doing this? Like, literally, what? why am I doing this? I was, like, I right. 
my second semester, I wanted to switch majors and my dumb ass just took a bunch of classes that I knew, even though I wasn't in that major at OU, I was like, I'm just going to take cool classes because who cares if I have to pay student loans forever. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? Like, I don't regret that because the classes that I had were some of some of the most eye opening, like I had like sociology and like just a bunch of classes that had to do yeah. with media and stuff. That well, I, I ended remember up... you took a yoga class and I was like, really? That too. Yeah. Class? My, yo- in that yoga yeah, class. Like, like... kind of like in my way of thinking at the time, I was like, you're going to waste that money on a yoga class. You know, yeah. like that's what I was thinking, but, but I really God, think that's what I, part of it. Yeah. I do not regret that at all. Cause that yoga not class changed me, like changed yes, my it did. love for yoga and for, I, I learned so com- much. Yes. I remember coming up to OU. Um, I was working at the time as a home care nurse and I was I had a patient out that way and I remember coming to get you after your yoga class one day yeah I remember and just going to because I was close to the area and I was like I'm I'm definitely going to see Sophie if she's got time so I was like let's go to dinner and yeah I remember coming up there and you had just come from the yoga class and it was kind of one of those things where I feel like it was really you were really working me you know without even Uh knowing without even knowing it it was like oh I was really interested in hearing all about it and I was I loving seeing your videos you would post on snapchat every day you hooping and yeah um, you know I think that that had a super um Let's just say this, you know, when you go through a spiritual awakening, there is an aspect and it goes back to the yoga and it goes back to the flow arts. There's an aspect of your energy body coming online Mm -hmm. and never really understanding that energy is everything and that it's flowing through your body. And that if you have not had a history of knowing what energy does and is and how it works in your body, stuff is probably stuck in there from years and years of feeling unheard, having traumas, just, you know, those things get, get hung out in your body. And you were going through this process where for one, Sam was introducing you to different things and concepts and just being in that environment, the energy of a college campus is, is just energy. It's just an energy (laughs) you know, of expansion. It's a, it's an energy of expansion. And you know, I enjoyed coming to see you. I enjoyed being on the college campus. I mm-hmm. enjoyed that energy. And it was just this, re- you know, it was. When you say the word awakening, it means you imagine someone coming, you know, rubbing their eyes and lifting their head off the pillow. And I feel right. like that's, that's yeah. what happened to you. For sure. And like a big influence that Sam had on me, more so than just like spiritual concepts or anything like that was more just like being a good person. (laughs) Like I remember some, uh, we had people in our, like my roommate had friends and we all, even Sam like went out one night Mm -hmm. and we were, we were walking up to the bars and somebody like threw their can on the ground and Sam went over and was like, pick that up. Yeah. She was like, pick that up. And I was just like, damn dude, like that is dope. Like you, like, yeah, you shouldn't fucking litter. So pick that up. (laughs) And I don't know, just like little stuff like that. And it just just like that. It was like, you looked in your head or, you know, it happened. Yeah. Oh yeah. That is kind of. Why, yeah, why don't we just, care about that stuff? Yeah. Right. And just like one time I spit my gum out and she was like, you should probably not put that on the ground. And I was <laughs> like, you're right. Like she would just check me like my mom on, right on. campus. Like she was I my college that. mom. And I just, I don't know. I think I grew a lot as a person, not even just spiritually, but like just as a person, which yeah. also has to do with 
awakening, you know? Yeah. And then you all were going to hippie festivals. <laughs> yeah. We're going to music festivals. And, I like, call them hippie festivals. That's basically what I want to go. I'm, I'm so down to do this. Yeah. I really want to go. And I remember yeah. you telling me, like, you thought when you were yeah, there. Yeah, when we went to Nelson Ledges, like, before I even went to college, I remember – like walking and seeing all the booths and like the massage table and just mm-hmm. like the type of vibe that it was. I was like, my mom needs to come to one of these. Like, I just feel <laughs> like she, and that was before you were even like, yeah, anything like you hadn't even like talked to me about anything spiritually. No, besides, but like on that realm, you know, and like, but I yeah. just had a feeling I was like, she just, this seems like her energy. And mm-hmm. I was right. You were right. But yeah. I want to go back to, you were talking about when you came and picked me up from, yoga at OU there -hmm. was a distinct moment that I knew you were changing and it was that day when we went out to eat oh yeah yeah because you were talking to me I forget how you even got on the topic or anything but you started talking to me about like hell or we were Mm -hmm. talking about like hell and Christianity and how like there's no way that if you don't follow the 10 commandments one by one mm-hmm. like if you're not a perfect christian you're gonna go to hell like and mm-hmm. that was really the first time that i heard you talking differently about the things that you always taught me growing up yeah well and i was I, like wait yeah. a minute <laughs> yeah i was raised in a you know we raised we grew up in the church i grew up in the church and we raised you kids early on in the christian tradition yeah and you know that was something that I, I never questioned before and at that time I was you were you know I was kind of just taking these little uh nuggets of things that you would show me on Instagram or you'd forward something to me on face or you'd post something on Facebook and I would see it and I'd start looking into it and so somehow I ended up um in a YouTube video of this guy named Lee Carroll Mm-hmm. who channels he's a channel which is really just um opening yourself up to um allow higher self or even communication from other realms and he's been doing this since he was since like 1989 or 87 or something crazy yeah but anyway and it would absolutely be something that holy shit if like huh, you know, I would be burning in hell if anybody knew I would ever listen to something like this. But I was, you know, when you listen to something and even if it sounds kind of off, you're like, like out there, like different from what you know. Yeah. You listen to it you're, and you just feel the truth in it. Yeah. That's what it was. And I felt the truth in this particular video I was watching of a channel that he was doing. And he was talking about because I and I loved it because it came from a place of my my comfort zone my religion back you know my background he was talking about god and you know the universe being interchangeable and you know that kind of helped me to kind of uh feel comfortable you know referring to god as the universe they're the same exactly and and it made me feel better you know i didn't feel like you know i was sacrilege because you heard it from more than just me yes exactly you heard it from somebody that seemed to have some credibility and Right. And in that like, video. Yeah. yeah. In that video, I'm listening and he's talking about, you know, is that normal to you? Do you think that the God of the universe is going to create all of this and give you free will until you go experience these things? And, you know, I, I will be here for you and all of that. And then if you make the wrong choices, 
that you're going to burn for eternity and be right. tortured for eternity. Like that just the, and he said that he said this, this being that's a higher being from another realm is channeling through this person, Lee Carroll, this guy right. that looks like, you know, your brother or your uncle Paul or whoever, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he just yeah. looks like a normal everyday guy and he is, but this thing happens where he allows himself to be a channel, be a conduit for God, for you, you know, the universe to come through and man, it freaking changed me. I was yeah. like, ah, oh. so there is something different than what we've been taught as, you know, growing up in the church. And sure. it, that conversation that I had with you, I remember feeling so, oh, it was a freeing moment. It was like a, God, you know, I'm just, the world is your oyster moment where I just said, you know, this is what I believe now. And I'm not going to apologize for it because it's what feels right. And you looked at me like, what the I know I was like yeah are you sure this is my mom because I'm confused (laughs) like I was I don't know but I was also like I don't know it wasn't that surprising at the same time Mm -hmm. I mean you know I I we grew I raised you guys in the church but I was always that fringe yeah we were never (laughs) like super like yeah Yeah. we were never like super like yeah to the book Christian I mean like whatever that even means waving that as a you know metal or anything but i'm just saying like we weren't like yeah like that's why i mean it wasn't the duggers <laughs> exactly that's why i mean it wasn't like that surprising yeah. like you still smoked weed no. <laughs> before that like that was you know? not always the thing though that was that too that i think was part of yes that, that was like the very beginning of your awakening like way back when uh-huh. yeah that really i think started to open your eyes up to more it did. It was a moment where, and very quickly, I'll just tell the story real quick. My son, my oldest son, we were, um, he was in high school and the kids were all gone. My husband and I were at home and I went out to his truck to get something out of his truck. I looked in the ashtray and there was a joint in his ashtray. And I laughed about it because I, I caught him before I knew he smoked weed. It, you know, I wasn't something that I, I would always say, don't do it. And there were times when I got really mad, but you know, kids are kids. So I didn't get too over the moon about it, but that particular day, I was like, I'm going to take this in the house and smoke it because nobody was home. And I don't remember what the deal was. But so I'm in there, me and Randy, my husband, we went in the bathroom and we opened the window like we were a bunch of kids trying to not let anybody smell it. And it was the fucking funniest thing because like I, we were supposed to go to a movie that night and I got high for the first time since probably I was 18 years old. Mm-hmm. And this is like 40. This is around 40 for me. And I got high and I was so damn high because you don't smoke weed. You're going to get really high off of just a little bit. So, oh my God, I was so funny. I was so paranoid. I was like, I can't go to the movies. Everybody's going to (laughs) know. You know that video? Everyone will know. That was me. Everyone will know. But no, after that, I just realized, you know what? Who cares? You know? And I realized because it really kind of made me feel very relaxed. And I was like, this is a great feeling. Yeah. And you had really bad anxiety. Mm -hmm. And it helps you with your anxiety and you realize that. Yeah. And I just don't drink, you know, a lot of people have a beer or glass of wine to decompress and I don't because it makes me sick. I can't do it. It makes, I think I'm allergic to it. So that for me was like, oh, this might be something that I could enjoy at home and, you know, not, you know, be a 
I don't know, have people think some type of way about it. So right. yeah, that was Which, part like, of it. And it definitely took you time to get to the point that you really didn't care because I feel like yeah, there was time. many, many a times that I would like post me smoking or something mm-hmm. and oh my God, like I would yeah. get in so well, much trouble. Which it's your kid. Yeah. You, right. think you have and all that's... this pressure on you as a parent to, you know, yeah. impart all this wisdom and not screw up your kids. And, you know, it, right. it's, hard. it's a different thing when you're a parent. It's like, I can do an adult but I this is my child I don't want to do the wrong thing you know right just, and I there's no right way to parent I feel right. like you were right though I ended up getting in I ended up getting suspended and kicked off the cheer team for posting myself smoking so I see? Wasn't so see you should have listened to your mother <laughs> but you know yeah. what that all happened yeah I was freezing and had a hard time showing that I yeah I still until like the last couple of months I have never really been outward about my open you know open about how I use cannabis pretty much daily you know not in the back like I'm not like sitting around you know you're not like a toxic pot and I don't do blunts (laughs) blunts are gross to me I think that's so gross but it's so funny (laughs) but anyway um boy this is honest isn't it right I love it so so yeah so um, so yeah, we had that conversation that we talked about, uh, heaven and hell and I came home and then I just really started, uh, thinking and, and looking, you know, the Bible, we grew up in the church and the Bible says, you know, seeking ye shall find knock and the door shall be opened. And in my perspective from my religious background, and I think you would probably agree with this. I felt like there were things that I was, um, forbidden to do. Because mm-hmm. if you did those things, that that went went against your religion, and you and that that concept of hell for me was very difficult to. I mean, it was freeing for me to find out that, in my opinion, that there yes, there okay, the hell from the Bible, the where you go to this place where you burn in hell for all eternity with the devil. In in my mind, that concept of hell is not what I believe now. Yeah, I I do believe. You know, there is a concept of hell and that's for another, you know, podcast, but, but I will just say that, you know, in the church, there's a lot of, uh, shame, a lot of guilt, a lot of, um, you know, if you don't do it this way, you're a bad person. And that creates a lifetime of repression. It creates a lifetime of feeling like you're not good enough, which is essentially Um, you living in hell already. Yeah, you know exactly. There's the yeah. same thing with heaven on earth is when you're in complete bliss and yeah, you are living out your soul purpose. People will say that that's heaven on earth. That is a wonderful point. Yeah, and you were the one that was talking to me about you know omnism. Yeah, you know, and and we got to talking about you know when I referred to seek and ye shall find, knock and the door shall be opened. I took it upon myself at that time to, you know, I really challenged myself to seek out answers to things that I had been forbidden from for a long time. So I started reading about different religions. Buddhism fascinated me. Hinduism, you know, Taoism, um, all different um, cultures, things that I never um, was allowed to or would feel a tremendous amount of guilt about if I looked into them. Just simple things like you know, if I picked up a book and was reading about Buddhism around my mother or my grandmother, I would have been, you know, it would have been ripped out of my hands and they would have told me, 
you don't read that. That's not for you to read. And that to me is just that, oh my right, gosh. Like why so... wouldn't you want to know more about the world you yes. live in? You know, right. I and feel that's like that's a thing... big thing too, that mm-hmm. over time things have changed because of social media and because of us being so connected with the complete opposite side of the world. You hit it on the I head. feel yeah. like more people now, a... instead yeah. of only being taught what your region and your like area pushes on you, we can see the entire world's perspective. So we're like, what, this isn't the only truth, you know? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> that is it. That's the, that it really, in a nutshell, that's what happened. The internet. Yeah. Right. The internet it's happened. Caused a massive shift in awakening because we're so connected. Yeah. And think about just the fact that it's an exchange of energy. Mm-hmm. You're connecting energies. You know, that information is energy. That that thought pro- thoughts are energy, you know? It's right. just insane. So, yeah. So I started looking into lots of different things and feeding my soul these things that had been forbidden. And mm-hmm. it opened up, it literally opened up a facet of my personality, a facet of my, um, you know, just interests. I, I developed different interests, you know, that kind of thing. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I, you know, and as far as the church goes, I believe, you know, I, I don't, you know, cause I'm sure there's going to be people that listen to this and go, well, do you, what do you believe? Do you believe in God? Do you believe, what do you believe? You know? And I do, I do believe in God. I grew up in the church. I still believe that God is God created all the heavens and the earth and that we're here to, um, I honestly feel like now my perspective is that this reality that we live in on earth is a, um, school for us to come and learn and elevate our consciousness that we are eternal beings. Like our spirit has existed for all time because we are an actual spark of light that come, that came directly from the source, the source of all. So that piece of us that is God is also divine here on this earth. And then as we go through, oh, the lovely thing is, though, is as we get here on Earth, this whole plan for us, (laughs) we forget all about it. And we end up here. We land here and we're like, what the fuck? You know, we got to figure it out on your own. We got to grow up and go through this family thing. And then somehow, some way, these little things have happened that interlace you know, you meeting Sam, you working with Sam at La Rosa's, you um, developing an interest in hula hooping as a yeah. way to deal with your anxiety, um, you know, going to Ohio University, just things, just they all mix line up together perfectly. to, yes, and it's part of our journey. And hopefully those things will line up to the point where something inside you, inside your soul, of you that is connected directly to source will wake you up. Yeah. You remember. Yeah. And you remember that song. You remember that song? Earth cry Uh -uh. remembrance. Oh my God. (laughs) That was a big moment in your awakening too, is there's this song. It's an artist called earth cry. And the song is called Remembrance. And like in the background, there's this dude, like some guru talking about, Mm. talking about like, you don't have this identity that you think. Yeah, you posted yeah. an Instagram video of you hooping to it and you had all these black lights and it was like neon and I was I was like, ooh, I'm watch that. And it was right. like this really long thing and I sat there and watched it. I was mesmerized by it. And then I kept saying, What was that music? You know, and that yeah, I he was it up. saying he was like, You are not this identity that you have here. You are not 
this it, teacher. You are not mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. You are your inner you being. You are not. Yeah. You are and you more heard than your that. thoughts. You heard that shit and you were like, give me more of that. <laughs> yes. And it was a, it was a supernatural thing. It wasn't, yeah. I wasn't even in control of it at that point. You right. know, if something hit me, I was, it just internalized into my soul. I make it sound so woo woo, but it really is. I mean, when you no, go yeah. through it, it's like, you feel like something magical just happened in you and you have this knowledge you were not privy to before. And you feel right. like you're discovering and you are, you're discovering new truths every day and your soul will lead you to the things that it wants you to uncover. Right. You know? But yeah, um, so that was another big little stepping stone for you, hearing that song. Yeah. There's just all these little tiny Sink like tuition, that mm, app I used to yeah. use. There was a big, big one too, a realization that like I had with you. It was a weird time because it was <laughs> right during the election. Oh, yeah. Right before Biden and Trump, all that shit was going on. Well, it was like and, the pandemic. Yeah, that like too. Talk, like it, during the pant. Oh, well, yeah, that, and it was like literally. I think it was like right before election day. Mm. I was watching Feel Good. You know that yeah. he's, he's a channeler. I love me some he's, Feel Good. I know, I and this is why this is amazing. why this is funny. This is funny because you love him so much. Now, <laughs> I was listening to him, and I was like, "You and Dad were talking about like Trump and just like talking about stuff," and I was like, "Listen to this, like." Just listen to what he's saying. And you were like, it just sounds like he's complaining to me. And it pissed <laughs> me off so bad because I knew that you were going through all this stuff and you were distracted mm. by this shit that they're trying to distract and you that with. what it's for and anyway? I was yeah, falling right into and the And you trap. literally were just being distracted. And I was like, if you would just sit down and listen to this, this is exactly what you need to hear right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then literally month, like weeks later even. Yeah. I think I just you started. feel good. You started watching it. And I was like, <gasps> do you remember? Yeah, I sent that? it to you and you were like, oh, do you remember he's the one that you were like, oh, he just sounds like he's complaining. Yeah, I was like, okay, okay, now right. you want to listen. But you will find yeah. it on your own time. That is the mm-hmm. biggest thing. You can't force people to do something it's in an awakening. Yeah. You have to find it on your own time and your right. own path. Yeah. It's a perfect well, example during that of that. Time, yeah, during that time too, you were at home and it was a day. I can't remember what we were doing. All the kids were over and you were kept telling me, you got to watch this documentary that's on Facebook this pandemic it's yep. uh it's gonna get taken down and I you need to watch it and so I was like no I don't want to watch it because at that point I had you know in all my research and my awakening was kind of cooking I had discovered what an empath was mm-hmm. I was like oh my god I read that I was on my Facebook page one day and it's like empaths these are the characteristics and I'm like is that what's been wrong with me my entire life? <laughs> right. Like I really, yeah, it was a, one of those moments. And so I was like, uh, as an empath, I'm going to start being very aware of the energy around me and people that, you know, ener- yeah, what I'm taking in and all that stuff. So, so long story short, I was like, I don't watch the news anymore. I'm not watching it. And, um, cause it always upset me. And so I was like, I'm just going to live in my bubble. I don't want to know anything and I'm just going to live my life, go to my job, take care of my kids, you know, have a great little, you know, do do do, leave it to be <laughs> her life, you know, right. and 
And then you were like, please. And so finally I was just like, okay. And you guys were doing something. And I went in the other room and I sat down and I was like, okay, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to give it five minutes. So I turned it on and it was a moment for me. (laughs) It was like a whole, a distinct, holy shit moment where I was like, we're being lied to. We're being controlled. We're being (laughs) lied to. It's just, I, at that point it was, we're being lied to. I didn't like the fact that there were so many aspects of what they were saying on this video that it sounded like truth. What I was talking to before when you listen to something and you just get this, your gut, your intuition that we all have, it fires up and it says, "Mm, listen to this. It's true. You need to hear this. And man, I went through like, (laughs) I was like the, uh, you know, super patriot mom, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. and I felt such a pride at being an American. And I felt like America stood for so many wonderful things. And I don't hate America. I'm not an America hater, but I think there's a lot about, oh, so much that we so much manipulation and control. Yeah. And I mean, that's honestly the whole world, like really, there's some some countries that got their shit together for sure better than us but most of the world it's all ran by a bunch of freaking puppets and yes. yeah right but Which we're is, not gonna whew. get into all that that's yeah, for oh my God. yeah yeah everything <laughs> but politics that's what i should call my podcast because there's literally no freaking way. there's no doing it there's no point <laughs> no and not in but our yeah. family holy shit you know how many conversations have ended oh up in God. shouting matches and yeah, i hate it i literally my sons <laughs> oh I know. I'm like, get get me out of here. Right. So anyway. But that yeah. was another little like moment for you. I remember another, like, this is kind of backpedaling, but I want to bring it up because it's funny. Um, I came home from OU one time and I bought a pack of tarot cards <laughs> and I like said something about it and dad yeah. got so pissed. He was like, don't be getting in all that witchcraft out there. <laughs> And I was just like, mm, too late. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. you guys had a whole different, like, concept of what that meant. Yeah, because of that conditioning. Exactly. Because of the conditioning, that religion. And, you know, hey, you know what my perspective is, is why don't you just allow people to look into, you know, different things and then right. figure out for themselves what they believe that's how I feel like we should just all be you know just let let people just figure it out for themselves whatever they believe who what do you care if their beliefs are different than yours right you know everyone's reality is different everyone's experiences that lead them to feel the certain ways that they do about things are different yeah and you know you look at history and there's a long history of religion being very um, controlling and very manipulative. And there's a long history that people don't talk about. You know, there's a wonderful, look at the Catholic church. (laughs) I know. know, Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I do feel though, along with that. It sucks because there's people that are still in that. uh, That's their comfort. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, going along with everyone's reality is different. That's why I don't believe that, like, people that hold signs on the corner of the street and in front of Planned Parenthood and, like... Yeah, that's just force their Force their opinions on you. But there's also spiritual people that do the same thing, that make TikToks saying, if you eat processed food, you're of... You're low vibrational. You're not not in 5D vibration. And that's the same (laughs) concept. As this, as people on the corner yes. holding signs, and I think that right. that's why I 
so strongly believe that everyone should have their own beliefs and be cool mm-hmm. with that. You shouldn't mm-hmm. force people to want to believe the same way that you do. Should not and, like force people to like you're gonna wake up. Like if people want to yeah, like you follow this path. If, I mean, you may feel compelled to when you're having an awakening because you're like, oh my God. Right. Oh, you know, like I know the truth. People, I need to wake like, you, you up. Know, yeah. It's like Dorothy at the end of Wizard of Oz, you know, the cor- the curtain's been pulled back and you see the dude standing there. Like Literally. what? This is not magic, people. You know, the world isn't what you think it is. Like, right. this is a, sh- a scam. <laughs> right. But <laughs> what I think farce. is that the way yeah. you do that is just by putting your message out there and putting your experience out there. And I guarantee you, and this is a fact for both of our lives, that doing that will help other people. Yeah. And will wake people up without having to, like, force them or push them, you know? Yeah. It and comes to I who feel. it's supposed to yeah. come to. Because I don't think every soul that's here is supposed to know this stuff. Some people are literally just all. here that's to learn their... different lessons. Mm-hmm. They're here to experience being a human and mm-hmm. live the life that they're supposed to be living. They're not meant to be oh, yeah. people that are awakening. Like you said earlier, like people are going to listen to this and wonder, like, what do you believe? Like, do you believe yeah. in God? Do you believe in Jesus? And I've Easter made me dive a lot into Jesus. And Jesus yeah. was that dude. <laughs> he was. He, yeah. I mean, it's crazy his life. About is so inspirational to me and that's why and, and even... that I hold so close to my heart it is in my heart it will never leave you know right like, and I agree and, I feel the yeah. same way that's why listening to Christian music and like mm-hmm. yeah. I, I still resonate with all that stuff it's not right. like I'm like religion like, not at all you know what I mean I, like, there's I parts still... of every religion like we exactly. were talking about before that I respect and love and I've integrated yeah. a lot of practices meditation was never something that I did And then I started doing meditation because something told me to like inside of me, it was like, okay, so you want to get, you need to figure this out. You need to figure out what is happening with you. So something told me, look for an app, you know, everything's on your phone now anyway. So I looked for an app and I found this app called sync tuition and it had a free trial or whatever. So I tried it. And it was life changing. Right. By the way, sing tuition. If you'd like to sponsor me, I'm <laughs> open for that. Oh, but weak. no, sing tuition. It was not like guided meditations or anything like I'd ever experienced. It was just sound. It was mm-hmm. um, at the very beginning, like you put headphones on, you have to do it with headphones. And it's best if you put a blindfold. Like um, I have this thing called a mindfold, and it's freaking awesome. It's yeah, like 10 just bucks. Like- And it's like, it puts you in complete blackness and it doesn't, it's not right up against your eyeballs. It has like cut out holes on the inside of it so that you can open your eyes and you're still in the blackness. Yeah. It's, it's cool. So I started doing that. I was like, man, I look like such a goof, but I didn't even care. I was just like, I'm ready to do this. That's what skyrocketed you. Oh my God. My meditation. Yeah, it is. That. It changed me. And then going into that. I feel like you got really, really deep into your meditation and it, you were called to reach out to get a psychic reading. And that <laughs> oh is when God. the tables have turned. Shit hit the fan. Yeah. Yes. So talk a little bit about that. Oh, my God. So I'm doing dishes one day and I'm in there and I it was, uh, I, I don't remember. I was by myself doing dishes and I was just thinking to myself, I need to, you know, because at that point I was like always very focused on putting good like look searching out information remember how I was telling you like I'm I want to know all the stuff I don't know 
So to that day, I was like, I'm going to get a book on um, something spiritual. I didn't know what. So I open up Audible. And while I'm doing dishes, I put this on. And it was like a free book that was on there. It's this author named Jen Weigel. It's called um, Healers, something about healers, empaths, and psychics. And it was her going around to all these different psychics and healers and mediums and different things all across the country and writing about her experience. Did it help? Was it a farce? Did it, you know, whatever. So it was just her experience. So it was fascinating. I'm listening and that she's talking about this psychic reading that she got from this guy that is uh, up in Minneapolis, the Bodine family. They're like the most psychic family in America. They were huge, um, you know, very, very influential in the, com- in the psychic communities from what I'm listening to in this book. And I'm like, well, that's the, and something just hit me. And I was like, I am going to get, I, I'm going to look this person up and I'm going to ask for a reading. And I didn't know anything about psychic readings. I didn't know, you know, how it worked. So I start, <laughs> so I look this guy up and I get on his website and I send an email and I'm like, I need help. I'm, you know, I'm panicking. I'm like, I'm going through something and I just need to make sense out of my life. And it was this moment where I was like, oh, please, please you know, contact me back because I thought this is it. This is what I have to do. I never would have done that before. I never would have done it. Right. It was like part of that conditioning again. Oh my God, you're going to hell. So anyways, (laughs) I did it a couple of days later. He called and I set this um, up. He seemed very cool. Um, Did like a zoom call, but we weren't face to face. He, well, no, it was just a, you know, audible. Like we didn't have a video. Yeah. It was just like an audio chat. Yeah. So he would, he, and then he was like, okay, so, um, so I'm going to, you, I don't want you to tell any, me anything about you. He didn't want me to tell him anything about me. He just said, what do you want to know about? And he, he just asked me, you know, what are a couple of subjects that you want to know about? And I told him, he said, okay, the way I work is I'm going to talk to your guides and, um, you know, communicate with them, see what they have to say, and then I'll call you back and we'll go. Okay. And I was like, okay. Oh my God. And didn't, didn't like before he even called you, like he said, like, I don't normally respond to people, but your energy was so strong. Yeah. He did say that. that. I felt called. That's crazy. I just feel like that needed to be. He was like, well, I've been doing this for 40 years and you know, sometimes I, I don't, He's like, I don't respond to everybody that emails me, but he was like, I kind of get a feeling. He goes, I see colors or something like that. When I see a person's name, I can see like whether or not they'll be, um, they need to hear receptive. something. Yeah. yeah. Or receptive, you know, to, to the things that they hear. And so he said, that's why he called me. But anyway, it's funny. So, yeah. So he gave me this reading and during the reading, it was just like, oh my God, it was just, it was like the floodgates were opened and I started to like, I had this meditation and I told him about it after he blurted this thing out. But during a meditation, I came out of this intuition thing. And for the first time in my life, I really got a message, like a, a distinct, clear psychic message that I heard the words energy healing in my meditation. And I didn't know what to do with that. I just was like, okay. So I started looking things up, started looking about energy healing. And I found a lady named Sue Mortar and she has a book called the energy code. So I started reading that. So during this session, he says something to me, he says, okay. So (laughs) he says, he was so funny and he just, it was funny. Cussed like a 
sailor just like me. And I thought that was hysterical. So um, we was just very real conversation. He said, so I don't know how you've been doing this so long, but you are you're here for a reason, basically. And he just said, you're here to be a healer and a teacher. And it just made me break down and cry. I know he thought I was nuts. But yeah, I just cried. And I thought, man, that's exactly what I needed to hear. And it kind of connected the, the dots. And right. from that from that day on, I just decided you you that I needed to do something different. Yeah. And I just didn't know how it was going to work out, but that's how spirit is. It just kind of, you know, one thing leads to the other. And, um, so I decided after that, shortly after that, I was going to do magic mushrooms (laughs) because, Hey, I've called a psychic. Now let's just do some freaking mushrooms. And yeah, and that was, uh, that was funny. I, you know, I, started looking into that. I'm a, I'm a registered nurse, so I don't do anything that I don't put anything in my body lightly. You know, I don't, right. I don't drink and I hardly ever smoked weed until I figured out that it was actually natural that comes out of the ground and, and helped you <laughs> helped me. And it started taking that stigma away. Why would I, you know, continue to take, you know, antidepressants that barely Prozac, worked, yeah, um, or whatever, you know, um, I figured this is worth a try. And and when I started smoking cannabis, I did notice a huge decrease in my anxiety level. And it, you know, I only did it at night after the kids were asleep and, you know, cause I had little girls and they'd go to bed and I'd go out in the garage and smoke a little bit. And I'd be like, Oh, Oh, you know, like right. I could sleep without racing thoughts. And so this, I thought, let's, let's talk about mushroom. I saw a documentary on, um, on Netflix it was that explained series and it was psychedelics explained, I think is what the, the, yeah, the episode and it was. talked about how like it rewires different things yeah. in your brain. Like it changes yeah. the path that you're going on literally in your brain. Yeah. So then you, you started like microdosing and, mm-hmm. and then, yeah. um, so I started microdosing, but yeah. So <laughs> I decided for my birthday that year that I was going to do magic mushrooms and I was going to do an actual dose that would be like, you know, a trip. You would dose. trip, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so my son, my other son, Nicholas, who's closest in age to you, um, mm-hmm. he's older than you, but he decided, he okay, I'll do it with you, mom. <laughs> And he was like, well, I'm going to do it with you, mom. Hey. Um, and so he came over. I made my tea. We both went out, sat on the deck. And I just wanted it. The reason why, okay, it wasn't like, I, I want to do shrooms, you know, and get effed up and whatever. It's not that that's what it was. It was a, I wanted to have an experience. I wanted to get to know who I was. I wanted my soul to speak to me. Mm-hmm. And everything that I had read about and watched in documentaries had told me that there is a big change that happens in people that have suffered for years with anxiety or addiction or, you know, your brain is such that from the time you're born, you're, you're having these experiences and our brain likes to continue to have the same experiences over and over because those are comforting. It doesn't require a whole lot of feeling like you need to regulate whether or not it's safe. And so the same experiences feel safe to you. And so you do that. So that's how addiction happens, you know. Um, but the, what it does when you take a dose of a psychedelic substance like psilocybin, um, what I understand it to do is it's they, 
imagine your brain is like a hill, like a ski hill. And your thoughts are skiers going down that hill. And each time a skier goes down the hill, you know, the skis, they put an imprint in the snow. And so the next skier that goes down as that, which is your thoughts, goes down that hill, it's likely to follow the same path, right? And so when you do a dose of uh, magic mushrooms, right? Or like even L- LSD, if people do that, I've never done that. It's bicycle but... day. <laughs> you know what that is? No, what's that? Today is April 19th. It's the day that Albert Hoffman first tried LSD. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, is that right? It is. Well, how appropriate, how right? appropriate for us to be talking <laughs> about it. So, so yeah, so that thought pattern, you know, those thought patterns, they, they make those, those indentations in the snow. And when you do when you trip, it's like a brand new, fresh snowfall. So those thoughts now, after that experience, are are going in their own direction. Change. You right? can divert, and it's so it's so fascinating because people that have not, ne- you know, have been addicted to certain things their whole life, you know, or uh, thought patterns, you know, they've been victims of sexual abuse or um, PTSD or different things like that, you know, soldiers that come back from war that just have nightmares all the time. They've had these experiences with psilocybin mushrooms that have completely changed their behavior. And that fascinated me right. as a, as a healthcare professional, as a, you know, just a student of the world, I was like, I got to try this. I got to see what it can do for me. And so that's why I did it. And that day, it wasn't an out of control thing. I was very muted, believe me. You were just one Um, with nature. (laughs) Yeah. I just sat in my yard and watered flowers. And my son was super freaked out. He was like, mom, you've been watering flowers for like an hour. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, well, they're thirsty. But yeah, I felt like the plants were talking to me. I felt like I was one I, th- I looked at the grass and the trees and I looked at the grass at one point and I could see the earth breathing right. and it was just <laughs> the trees beautiful. breathing. And I remember having this conversation with this beautiful tree in my backyard. And I said, and that's the day that she introduced me to herself as the great lady. <laughs> and um, like, it sounds trippy and like I'm a Looney Tune, but it's They're a alive. real thing. It's a real people, thing. I feel like yeah. that's so like crazy. Like these trees yeah, are freaking no, I'm a, more wise I'm the than tree any lady of us. anyway. Everyone <laughs> knows that about me. I love trees. Right. So yeah, so it was a good experience. I came out of it feeling like I knew um, I had a greater peace about myself that I was going to let go of some things about you know what people think of me, and I was just going to take the you know life by the balls and right. you know live my life and stop worrying so much and people pleasing so much. That came out of it. You know right. why am I living my life? For everyone, Which is a huge else. one for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. that experience led us to our our venture out in Sedona. And absolutely, so you graduated college, and I said, "Let's go on a trip." And you said, "Let's go to Sedona." Let's go on and... a trip. <laughs> <laughs> and we went to Sedona, and you made a video of it, and it's on your YouTube channel. And it's uh, oh, I love that. I love it so much. We went and had the best time. Yeah, it was just a very healing experience. The video is called Taking Mushrooms with My Mom in Sedona. (laughs) (laughs) And we literally took, we had like some capsules and we took (laughs) a bunch of them and went on this trail. And God, I just like two years prior, I would have never thought that I would be in Sedona, Arizona, taking mushrooms with my mom. Like No, wandering through the forest. And it, it was, was so magical. And it was so much more than just like magical that like it was just such a good experience for both of us 
in our bonding and in our relationship for me I remember a moment when we were in the woods and we were it was hitting me and I in my fucking zen and I didn't give a damn who else was in the woods with us Mm -hmm. I was hugging trees I was doing reiki on trees you you really were I was in awe because it it was a much stronger dose than what I had done before and um this time I had very I don't know. I just had a different perspective. I want, I wanted a healing. I wanted. Mm-hmm. And when I had that intention and setting, the setting right. is very important. So the, and the setting, energy there is already magical. So. Oh my God. Sedona, Arizona is my home. I don't, I don't live there, but it's my home. Right. And I um, experienced a massive healing you and I at one point we got on each other's nerves and we just and it was so great before we were actually tripping but yeah yeah but it was funny because we both had the wherewithal to kind of reflect on it in the moment and yeah this is our shadow self like literally I I say that in the YouTube video I'm like literally the things that were pissing me off that you were doing are the things that was pissing you off that I was doing like yeah (laughs) we're just literally like our shadows bouncing back on each other and that yeah for me, like that whole experience was just so healing because I felt like a, a part of me was like, what are you doing? Like, chill out. Like, people are going to know we're tripping. And yeah. then I had the realization. I was like, dude, I'm with my mom. Like, my yeah. mom is the person that I my whole life have, like, seeked validation from. Like, if, I've, mm-hmm. if I was ever tripping with my friends, that was always in the back of my mind. Like, I'm going to get in trouble. Or like, what does my mom think? Whoa, about yeah. And I was right. literally doing it with my mom. So like, what <laughs> was the, what was the point of feeling any type of anxiety or any type of worry? Yeah. Because I was literally doing it with the person that I, you know, like, it yeah. just didn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, so that was yeah. a big and realization. And I think it was me. good because you had your hoop with you, so you could, could you could like go off on your own, and you went off like many times throughout the day. We were there all day, and you yeah. would go off and find your own little spot, and I'd sit on a rock and talk to the rocks, right. <laughs> literally, <laughs> and and lots of video. We take video. This is yeah. fascinating. People would come up. I remember a guy came up. He saw you hooping, and he was some producer guy from. California and he was like can I take a video of you and it was just yeah that was this thing it was it was real cool yeah and I think that that moment um going back to your reading that you got Mm -hmm. and the psychic uh guy told you that me and your souls um, have been through many lives together he did he said that uh, in that reading he said because I asked at one point I said you know I just uh feel like I, I, you know, my daughter and I are so similar. I feel like she's definitely meant to be in my, you know, like she came here for a reason. And he said, Oh my God. Yeah. He was like, if you, he said, you come here in like soul families and groups, you know? Mm-hmm. And so in this lifetime, she's with you as this character. And in another lifetime, she may have been with you as something, your husband or what you know. did he say? He said that, but my, he said that it's our like, souls, my soul is like elder to you. Yeah. He said, if it was like the military, she'd be like your, I don't know, military ranks, but a higher rank than you. Yeah. And he said, that's funny. He says, and by the way, your soul is a male soul. And so <laughs> is hers. <laughs> that masculine energy baby. and I thought that was so funny he said at one point he told me he said yeah you're so co-, he says your soul is so cocky that it was kind of like 
I'll go back and I'll go back as a woman <laughs> and I'll show it's you funny. I can do it as a woman. It was just funny because right. I've always been kind of self-conscious about, I've always been so driven and so like get shit done. And if I don't know how to do right. it, I'll figure like it you, out. You have the toolbox and like mm-hmm. you're doing the yard work and yeah, it I makes love it sense. All. I love it all. Yeah, you carry but- all from past lives and different experiences. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think um, that's a good way to make our little final um, <laughs> acknowledgement here, just about yeah. like our souls and our soul contracts. And oh my god, okay, so that's yeah, that'll be the last thing that we cover here. So I'm going to tell you in my personal awakening, and I don't know, probably in your personal awakening, but it was, I would say, like top three realizations for me the concept of a soul contract. So, you know, I've gone through all this religious conditioning my whole life and thought I just showed up here and that my life, I only get one shot at it and you're here and you got to do it right. And if you don't, you're going to hell. And when I started learning, reaching out and watching more things, get a subscription to Gaia, everybody, because there's a lot of stuff on there. It may not be production factor, like, you know, you're looking for, but the information is what matters and just, it's worth it. It's like 11 bucks a month. And I have learned so much from it. But one of the things that I learned was this concept of soul contracts. And the, the, the thing is, is that before you come to earth, to earth school, to experience life and experience love and loss and all of these different things, you're the architect of it. So you sit there, your spirit, your piece of the universe, the piece of God that you are sits there maybe with other, you know, your soul family and you all decide, Hey, I'm going to go down there and I'm going to experience this. I'm going to have, you know, have some hard shit. I'm going to grow up without a this, or I'm going to have this abuse take place and I'm going to experience that. And I'm going to pick a really abusive parent or I'm going to pick, you know, not having any support or I'm going to pick a lifetime of poverty. And that ownership of knowing that I have had a hand in where I'm at today and why gone through those things is to elevate my consciousness to become this higher level conscious being in the universe and that I don't maybe have to come back and do this again, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, that you can, once you get to a certain point, you don't come back to earth school. You've done it all. You know, there's levels of souls and man, it's so fascinating, but yeah, it helped me heal. It really helped me heal. You know, when you feel knowing that, knowing that you, everything that happens to you is is part of what I've chosen for myself. It helped me heal. Yeah. And something, yeah. Well, what were you going to say? (laughs) Go ahead. You go. Okay. Um, Like my birth chart. So Dylan, my boyfriend, um, is really good at like diving into birth charts and stuff more so than me. It's just very complicated for me for some reason. he knows it. He intuitively understands it. Yeah. It's so cool. But my birth chart has like when it comes to where the placements are and like my karmic and soul lessons and contracts stuff like that yeah almost every single placement has something to do with my mom and like my relationship <laughs> with my mother and I just that think right? that, yeah I don't know if I I've love ever that elaborated on that with you or not but I don't yeah you're telling me about that yeah yeah and it's weird because the fact that you you know, manifested my existence and I was such a a like gatekeeper and your healing is like, it's literally like my karmic and soul lessons. And we had, 
we've always been so close but if you think about like my adolescence like I put you through a lot <laughs> you know like I did I was a lot yeah. to handle and yeah I feel but like I it was, was I feel like I was a lot when I was a teenager too I feel like we're a lot alike and that's why yeah. we've always had this understanding of one another Right. But I just think that that's funny that like our, mm-hmm. my, a lot of my soul karmic lessons, stuff like that has to do with my relationship with you. And now we're so in sync and like, <laughs> it's just, it's just crazy. I yeah, don't know. <laughs> it is. But you know, it, it, it love that I'm at this place now where I can say, I don't know it all. I don't want to never will. I don't, I don't want to convince anybody of anything. I'm just given my perspective on what I've discovered for myself and how it has affected me positively. And I am so about right now, just being a light, just saying, Hey, if you're interested, this is what I've gone through. And it really, you know, I know that it's happening to a lot of other people in the world right now. And this is my experience. And if it helps somebody, that's my goal. That's what I want to do, you know. And you're the same way. I feel like, you know, when you know you're a quote unquote light worker, when you get that into your soul, when that word means something to you, you walk out every day with this knowledge that I don't care if I'm perfect. I don't care if I screw up. Like there's just a piece that happens inside of you where, you know, like it's a journey. I'm not going to hell. <laughs> right. You know, I'm not going to hell. Nobody's judged. There's no God up in heaven judging me. It's just about my journey. It's just about the journey. Right. Have as many experiences as you can learn as much as you can have an open mind, learn to be open-minded. There's such a problem with people not being tolerant in our world. And, you know, those are the things that I've taken so far from my awakening process. Also follow your, follow your inclination, your intuition, you know, that gut feeling that something makes you uncomfortable or that you need to do this. If you keep having thoughts about, uh, you know, going to a certain restaurant, go to that freaking restaurant, you know, maybe somebody will be there that you're supposed to run into. Right. If you, you know, just, it's like putting the, yeah, the, just follow your yeah. heart, follow your soul purpose. Yeah. And, and realize journey. that the people in your life are there for a reason, you know, they're there mm-hmm. for a reason. Even the ones that teach you those lessons that are very difficult to learn. You know, even the Mm -hmm. people that drive you crazy, even the people that you would rather not deal with most of the time, you know, that's not to say that if you have a very serious um, issue in your life where you're a victim, a true victim of abuse, or if something's really seriously going on, that's not like, well, you're supposed to be in my life and I have to take this because right. it's in I my mean, soul contract. Probably I don't want to give that impression, but Years yeah, down I mean, the road, it'll probably, you'll probably understand why things happen to you, yeah. but definitely, yeah. 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 But it's just that, you know, it's just that something's in the back of your mind, in your heart that lets you know things are different now. And it's all going to be okay. And it might be hard, but you're, you know, and there's this massive community of like, gosh, this spiritual evolution is happening in our world. And I just am so excited about it. And I'm so excited because my baby is in on it with me, you know, like we've been doing this for God knows how long. (laughs) And we're finally in this time, in this place, on this planet. (laughs) but But the lovely thing is, is that, you know, And this is, 
I'm going to say this, you know, our souls must be badasses because, you know, to come here in this time when things are evolving as much as they are and, you know, the change, the shift is going on and, and it needs people, it needs light workers to, you know, be the light, to literally be the light, not to, you know, shine the light, be the light. And when you are that, when you just live your life, doing your thing, discovering the world, people are going to be gravitate towards it. Right. And that is the reason that I feel like we're here, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for being here. Of and course. Like, you know, like doing my podcast thing. I, we, I, hope, <laughs> I hope whoever listens gets something out of it. And it's oh, just yes. interesting to hear all of uh, our escapades. But for sure. if I will put in the description um, all the links to all your lovely stuff and um yeah go check out her youtube video of our healing in sedona mushrooms yeah. with mom or whatever yeah it's, it's called. It's, i don't know what it's called i took mushrooms in sedona with my mom i took <laughs> mushrooms in sedona with my mom you can just link my channel bum, and you can bum, find bum, it on bum, there bum. <laughs> yeah i'll link your youtube channel how about that heck yeah Okay. Um, well, well, this was fun. Time. Yeah. Um, next week's episode is, I don't know. I'm going to leave you on a cliffhanger. <laughs> it'll so we'll be a surprise. Yeah, it'll be a surprise. So um, enjoy. Um, leave me a message. You can email me at uh, seekingspiritwithsheila at gmail.com. And I'd love to hear your thoughts. If you have any ideas for a, for a uh, episode, let me know. All right. Much Sending love. everyone love and light. Mwah.